was reading over the weekend um, a particular article that kind of raised my eyebrows, and it has to do with uh, a popular online platform that is apparently a lot it's it's very much liked by the public school teachers because they use it to communicate with students and post all their online learning material, and it is going to be discontinued. So teachers in Peel region are said to be angry about this. And Google Classroom, Google Classroom, which you're probably familiar with, is not going to be available as of September 24th of this year. And instead, they'll get a new platform. A privacy, uh, a platform with more privacy and security features, but the program apparently, according to teachers, is too hard, too hard to use because it is actually meant for uh, post-secondary educated kids, not high school or even elementary kids. But uh, nonetheless, this is an issue for the teachers. But again, uh, you know, we're not getting our kids caught up today. You know, caught up as it is after the debacle known as online learning during the lockdowns and that. And so are we too dependent on this? I thought the, uh, I thought the vote was to get rid of this, but here we are, and we seem to be bringing more in. Let me bring in Doretta Wilson, retired education reformer. Good to have you. Thanks, Alex. Always great to be here. What do you make of this particular report? I mean, at first I thought it was, I wasn't sure what to make of it, and then I'm thinking, thinking teachers are angry about uh, an online program. I thought the teachers all hated it. Well, I, I almost choked on my coffee when um, the, the, the choice, when teachers were asking if they wanted choice. I thought, well, parents have been asking for that for a long time. But anyway, um, the, if there's a problem with the, the program, then the province should fix it or whoever's helping with that platform, they should fix it. I just think that we need to concentrate on making sure elementary kids get their fundamentals. We know, I mean, every educator knows that there is a huge... Uh, gap that exists, a regression that happened during COVID. Kids are way, way behind and need to be brought up to speed, and the focus should be on that. And um, if this platform is a problem, well, somebody, whoever's responsible should should fix it. I, I, I mean, I can, I understand the frustration. You get used to something, don't we all? You know, we get used to something, and then let's say on Facebook or whatever it is, and then they go and change the format a little bit, and we're going, well, where was that thing that I was looking for? It's in the wrong corner, and it's not where it was. You know, it just yeah. takes a little while to get used to, and maybe there are some ways to learn how to use it a little bit better. So that may be, that may be something that uh, the powers that be or the resource people, whoever d- does this sort of thing, can work, work on it with them. Yeah, I mean, I think in 2023, it's and the amount of money we spend on education, I kind of thought naively that they would have a better system than they do, but they're still cobbling it together, obviously, using different um, programs for different areas. And it's just, again, it's not a cohesive online plan. Having said all that, you know, the big thing you hear from parents is, you know, my kids are sent these um, online slides of here's your reading material. Like they don't even give the kids books anymore. So the kids are too much reliant on the screen and parents want them off the screen. And yet the kids are saying, well, my, my teachers don't give me any, any textbooks. So I've just got to read this thing online that they sent me. And, uh, and that's that, but you're missing out on a lot by just uh, doing, I think that on, on the screen. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of issues around that. I mean, not to mention the the kids are in front of the screen maybe too yeah. much as it is. Um, there's a lot of problems with all of us in front of screens with our vision, you know, blue light and all that kind of stuff. That's that's an issue. Um, if there's no explanation that goes with it, and who's supervising you as you're doing this work? Who's who's making sure that you're using it correctly? I mean, that's where the in classroom help is really important and. 
and then parents again have to be involved and have to do this. And then there's an issue with kids who don't have those resources right. too. I mean, there are communities and you know families that don't have can't afford all of this stuff. And if they do, you know, mom and dad are using it to work from home at this point. So uh, it it it's a big issue, and I think it's um, something that shouldn't be complained about too much and should focus on in classroom work. Well, yeah, and my concern, though, Doretta, is we don't really know, and I haven't yet seen data, and I don't see an urgency to get the data on how much learning loss kids have actually gone through, and we keep moving kids through, and they're going into university now. A lot of them aren't ready for it. Uh, they lost out on, on, on years of, of what they needed, um, and, and yet we don't seem to be uh, trying to, to figure out what what was actually lost as far as education and how do we actually make it up other than we're still using uh, these online programs that uh, people may have been welcome to before but i think overwhelmingly given what we saw during the pandemic have 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 proved to be terrible yeah and i think what will happen as kids move through the school system and uh, get into whatever post secondary field that they choose either university college or workplace you will see, and because we, we know this happens as a matter of course, that they talk about the grade, the grade drop that happens in universities. Some colleges and universities are, and I, probably most of them do this, rate schools by the the actual grade drop. You know what the the grade that they give the kids in the school and the grades that they actually think they have. So it does affect um, what programs they may be able to get into. Um, they're learning when they get in, you know, when they leave school and their, their work life and their, their actual life skills. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't do a lot of these things or you've fallen behind, you'll never catch up. I mean, you reach a point where you're in adulthood where it becomes extremely difficult to catch up for a lot of these things. And it, it can affect people. And you talk about mental health Mm -hmm. (laughs) that the province just announced this issue, it affects that too. So, I think you really have to pay the school systems for a short time or what, however long it takes have to focus on making sure that kids are brought up to speed. It's just absolutely crucial. It, well, it was crucial, though, to, to do it a while ago. Um, you know, when you're going to lock down kids and take them out of school, there should have been a conversation then to say, well, what are we going to do and how are we going to expedite, you know, getting them uh, back up to speed? Yeah. And, and instead, yeah. it was, well, we're just going to push them through. They've been through too much. And I'm like, I, I, look, they have to be, they have to have a foundation. If you don't get a foundation into elementary kids, they can never build upon that. Absolutely. But if you don't build that foundation, these kids are going to be absolutely uh, robbed of opportunity further on down uh, the line. Yeah. Um, and, and we have an instrument in the province. We have the Education Quality and Accountability Office that has the ability to assess kids. I'm not talking about the regular um, normal assessment that they do based on the curriculum. There, there are cheaper, quicker tests on whether kids can read and do basic math at an early age. There are standardized tests that are very simple, easy to administer. They already have the, the sort of infrastructure in place to be able to administer this to get quick feedback on how where kids are right now and how quickly they've been brought up to speed. So you can assess them uh, fairly soon, probably not this year, but maybe the beginning of next year and again at the end of each year. So beginning and end to see, you know, just like we do when we're, you know, in a fitness program or we're trying to lose weight. We, all, we measure our progress. And so why can't we do this for students that are in school now, especially for those fundamental skills? You don't have to do it forever, but and maybe you do, but right now this is this is sort of we there's a there's an illness out there and it needs to be fixed and we have to we have to use whatever tools are necessary so we know what the problems are we know where to focus 
our resources and get kids brought up to speed as quickly as possible. Haven't we kind of missed that window? Well, it's uh, something that the, the province should start thinking about, or at least the EQAO, which is an independent agency, certainly can do this if they choose to do this, um, can administer this in within a year and make sure, yeah, there's, make sure that kids are where, at least we know where they are. And we, we, ha- we can't do something if we don't know where, where we've come from and where we're going. So let's, let's do some kind of broad assessment, not the complicated one that we're currently using. That, well, I guess I'm not even sure if they've used it very much over, over COVID, but something quick, easy, simple, and not expensive so we can, we can get as many kids assessed as, as possible. Or boards can do this on their own. I mean, they don't need the – it doesn't – I mean, if they don't, if a board, a particular board wants to take the initiative to do this, nothing is stopping them from assessing their students. I mean, there, I, I, as far as I know, there's no rule that says you can't assess students either at a school level or a board level. But provincially, it's something that because the infrastructure is there, they have the ability to assess, they have the ability to to mark, to um, get them marked and get the data out in, in, and collate it in a cohesive way. So that does exist. So we can do that. And it's about time this gets done. And I don't know, you know, somebody just has to say, go, go and do it. Like, let's just do it. And yeah, well, that, that would be, that would be a start. Well, so, sooner than later before they graduate would, be, would be helpful. I mean, it's not like you can go back and read, oh, well, you've graduated 10 years later. Uh, let's go back and get you that foundation. It's, it's too late then. Yeah, because there's been so yeah, much emphasis yeah, yeah. On, on the curriculum. Yeah. But meantime, the Human Rights, uh, Ontario Human Rights Commission has come out and said, you know, we don't teach reading properly. We need to go back to the basics. We need to teach systematic, explicit phonics. We need to do this because this is how kids learn. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. We have the ability to assess it. We have every organization that's been saying, except for the teachers unions, have been saying, let's, we need to do it this way and we need to train teachers how to do it this way. And that's been the roadblock. Yeah, well, there's been nothing but. All right. Well, we'll see what he has to say on the uh, mental health announcement that they're uh, making. They're just still doing Q&A now. So let's see. All right, Doretta, we'll talk, chat again. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. That's uh, Doretta Wilson. Uh, frankly, the testing should have been done already. It's, you can't just leave it year after year. You kind of want to know when the kids who've been affected by it now so you can correct it before they go on to a different grade. None of that's happening.